Life is full of risk, many types of them. But how does risk play into a financial plan? Today, we're going to talk about how risk can affect your financial plan and some things that almost no one thinks about. So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you, who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors, and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast. Hey, everyone. This is CJ Burnett and Tom Seco. We're financial advisors, owners of Florida Veterinary Advisors, and the hosts of the Smarter Vet Podcasts. Our mission is to provide education to veterinarians so they can get clarity, take control, feel confident, and experience contentment. For those of you listening for the first time, welcome. We have a lot of other resources available on our website, such as complimentary race CEs, assessments, videos, and articles. You might want to go check them out because there's some really cool things that you can find there. So today's episode, we're going to talk about risk and how it relates to financial planning in general. Now, loss of anything always falls on someone's balance sheet, right? Someone's shoulders. Someone has to pay for things when we experience loss. There are things that are, you know, not big deals. Like you drop your iPhone in the toilet, Oops. you know, it kind of not so great, right? It's a bad day, but it doesn't mean that you're financially ruined. And then there's things that are catastrophic, like uh, lawsuits or maybe even certain types of medical problems. Not being able to work is probably one of the bigger ones. And the biggest one is the ultimate ceasing of income, which is usually what happens when someone passes away prematurely. Yeah, that's actually a very, very huge catastrophic risk that we, we always want to make sure that we're looking at. And actually, before we move a little further in here too, uh, you know, CJ, you said you'd mentioned a balance sheet earlier. For those of listening for the first time, could you just give a little injection of what a balance sheet is? So if you took your assets, summed them all up, and then you minus them from your liabilities, so assets minus liabilities, Whatever you stick in your pocket is your net worth. And so a balance sheet is made up of those three things. Now your net worth is a pretty big deal because it how it moves over time can tell you whether or not you're being successful in building real wealth because if your net worth is going down, then well, that's not a good measurement of success. Mm. Right? That's, that's going backwards. Yeah, we don't want to go backwards. Not at all. The question that all of you should be asking yourself, what risk do you want to fall on your shoulders and what risk do you want to fall on someone else's? This is a, a question of when at times of understanding the different things that are out there. Today, we're going to primarily focus a little bit more on the type of insurance risk. And you know, in a further episode, we'll talk a little bit more on the other side of additional risk, especially with investments. But the risk of loss comes in a lot of different forms, but all of them result in the same thing. And that's a loss of income. So for any of you thinking here of like, what's your biggest asset? And assets are all the things that you own. Typically, a lot of times people will point out their their home. However, you know, if you lose your income or there's some sort of stake added due to a lawsuit or anything else, that could drastically change your plan. I mean, income is where the source of your lifestyle comes from. Mm -hmm. The source of you being able to to save comes from your income is the source of all things financial for a lot of people. Absolutely. I mean, I love to travel. My income does that for me. So right. <laughs> traveling yeah, is I mean, great. If you have lost income, it's a loss of travel. Uh-huh. 
Well, and the, the easiest way to deflect that loss is to purchase insurance, which some of you might sit here and be like, gosh, more insurance. Yeah, that's why it's here. At the same time, though, it's not just buying insurance just to buy it, but understanding like what losses that you're trying to cover in the event that anything did happen, uh, but also understanding what type of risk that are present in your life. So you know, you're either going to take care of it and dump it onto someone else's shoulders, or you're going to be able to, you're going to have to take on all that risk yourself. Right. It's kind of hard to know what in my life is going to happen though. Like it's hard to predict what losses I might incur because of a car accident or because of a, an illness. And since it's hard to predict, then it's also hard to know, okay, well, wh- which insurances do I, and then that, that awful word that, you know, I don't like that, that word called need, right? The insurances that you need, well, you don't really know if you need it until after the events happen. And that's usually when you can't get it. So you don't really know which insurances you need. I find it very interesting that the industry constantly likes to talk about insurances. Only only what you need, only buy what you need because you really have no idea how much you need, right? Whenever you're first buying insurance, you can only go off of how much do you want, that other four-letter word. You know, as life changes and as things happen, like your needs are going to change. And, you know, it seems like a lot of people out there will buy something and just kind of set it and forget it. I was talking with someone the other day and they you know, they, they bought uh, even just like, let's say disability insurance, they got their policy and they threw it in their, their filing cabinet and they, they haven't looked at it for like the last three years and have no idea what, what's going to happen, what they're going to get from it. Just kind of there. And I'm surprised, uh, they, I'm surprised they had a filing cabinet. <laughs> I don't know if it was a filing cabinet, maybe it was just a drawer. But... A drawer or the garbage <laughs> where, where most of them go. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's probably it. But anyway. A good example of something that we frequently see from someone is when they purchase auto insurance when they're in vet school. At the time when they're looking at it, uh, they're trying to find the cheapest rates. They're looking for something that doesn't cost very much. And a lot of the other details with inside of it are just kind of ignored because you know there's other things when it comes to auto insurance. A lot of times people will look at it, well, am I going to just have my car replaced? Where a lot of times people will say, hey, uh, yeah, my auto insurance is great. It's going to, you know, protects me and it's like, well, my car or something happens to so it is covered, which, you know, it's, it's great in the event that if that happens, cause you know, you don't want to just replace the hood or the bumper, uh, or the, just the, uh, the trunk. But the main thing is like, well, what is the real purpose for the rest of your policy? You know, and, in full disclaimer, you know, we're not licensed in this area. However, there are some things that you should take into consideration is that, you know, there's the other part of your policy is if you're getting sued. And that's where the bodily injury and the per accident coverage comes into play, where a lot of times people just, they buy the bare minimum in, in, in different states. Like there's some states that don't even require for you to have a bodily injury, which is kind of crazy. And another a very common feature that's declined is uninsured and underinsured motorist. And a lot of times people look at this and they're like, man, that's expensive. Like it costs more than the policy itself. And this is the part that actually protects you in the event someone else has let's say no insurance or they're carrying very low limits because you can actually go around and be able to recover any loss of income, any health expenses from your own insurance policies due to someone else's fault when you have that on there. But remember though, you can't call the insurance company after the event and ask them and say, Hey, I need to increase my coverage. I just got into a a car accident. Uh, I need to increase it. Usually you know, you have to do this stuff in advance before, before any of that takes effect. Yeah. Like you got to get it before the event. Cause you don't know 
how much you need, right? Coming back to that idea of you don't know how much you need until you need it. And then that once you know how much you need, it's too late to get it. So always, you always want to ask yourself and buy insurance as if the event is happening. Because when you buy the insurance as if the event is happening, you're most likely going to make the best decision on the amount of insurance and the type of insurance that you buy, whether it's auto, disability, life insurance, et cetera, right? If you buy it as if it is happening, as if the claim will happen one day, then you're going to probably most likely make the best decision. So take a quick moment and think to yourself, what do you consider a threat to your financial plan right now and over time? So we're going to list out a few and let's see if you can identify which one could impact you and your family the most. It sounds like Would fun. it be, oh yeah, tons of fun, tons of fun. Everyone wants to talk about insurance all the time. It's, uh-huh. so, it's so much fun. I it's mean, so we, great. we do because, you know. I mean, that's because we're <laughs> finance nerds. Um, <laughs> no, we're not veterinarians. Although I'm sure they nerd out on medical things that we probably would die over, right? Right. So let's list out a few. So let's go with the first first one that I can think of, Tom, is uh, I get sued. I get sued for malpractice on a patient. Ouch. Yeah, that's not a good one. What's what's another one? What can you you think of? Well, the second one that I'm thinking of is I I told my Honda uh, because I drifted into the wrong lane. Okay, someone ran you off the road. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, so you totaled your Honda. So we got sued for malpractice, totaled your, your Honda third one. So let's say I, um, I would say you had a stroke and you're not able to be a veterinarian for the rest of your life. Mm. That's horrible. That's an awful one. Yeah, Tom, why did I think of that? That is, that is very morbid of me, but that, so permanent loss of income. That's the third one. Right. Fourth one is. Well, let's say that uh, a massive hurricane comes through if you're living in Florida. I mean, there's even crazy things up in, it seems like more in the north than like Iowa recently. There's like a land hurricane, but a hurricane damaged your roof and now you a need to get it hurri- Hold on. A land hurricane? I didn't hear about this. Yeah. Yeah. So recently, I forgot what they called it. It was like a De- Del Marco or, or something like that where there's like really high winds. Yeah. No one's safe from, a storm, from hurricanes. Right? It was, it's insane because there wasn't a lot of media coverage around it and they're getting winds of 80 to a hundred miles per hour, which was like a lot of crops. Cat one or is, is that a cat one? I think, yeah, it was like a cat one wind speed, which is insane. All right. So you got hurricane damage in your roof. Uh-huh. You, now you got, now you got to get fixed. And then, uh, let's go with the last one. Let's, so, so the fifth one is you got COVID and now you can't work for two weeks. So you get sued for malpractice one, you totaled your Honda two. Permanent loss of income because you had a stroke, three. The fourth one is hurricane damage on your roof. And the, and the fifth one is you got COVID and you can't work for two weeks. So which one, which, one would, which one do you think most people would pick? Well, the one that would you know, impact me if I were looking at it. The most. Yeah. You and your family the most. Yeah, I would probably say if I was getting sued. You think that's what most people would say? Yeah. Okay. Um, because because a Honda is like what like thirty grand? I guess I guess if you don't have the souped up one, maybe oh right <laughs> so, the ricer. Okay, so, no no like the 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 top creme de la creme like oh leather seats, panel roof, all that fun stuff. <laughs> okay, so you know hurricane damage probably what like ten grand. So like so we know that didn't work. So got got COVID for two weeks. That's a pretty big one because what if your income was like stop like it just stopped for two weeks? Mm, yeah, that's rough. That could be hard. But then the permanent loss of income is probably the worst. Right. Because a per- permanent loss of income is going to devastate. So if you're if you're a veterinarian making, I don't know, let's just pick a number, $100,000 and you're 30 years old, 
and you got 30 years, 35 years left to work, that's like 3 million bucks that you're going to lose. Whereas like a lawsuit might be, you know, well, it's not going to be $3 million. It's going to be high, but it's not going to be that much. I mean, we, we hope, we hope it's not that high. So, <laughs> so the, the worst type of loss, almost no one thinks about is a loss that causes the largest drop in your income. And we just ranked them a little bit, right? We talked about the permanent loss of income being the worst. And then obviously the other ones kind of fall in from there. Cause I can't think of anything that's going to be even remotely close to $3 million in those scenarios. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, if, if it's a real bad malpractice scenario, but I mean, that's, I mean, that would have to be like super, super severe. So yeah, I don't know. It would I don't have to know be, much about malpractice uh, claims, but maybe human maybe. medicine. I don't know about animal right. when it comes to animals. So maybe it's probably possible. Right. Well, and the risks that are, you know, associated with the permanent, you know, permanent loss of income, if you're unable to work, if you passed away and the way that these instances hurt your financial plan is somewhat already obvious because like, let's say that you're not able to, you know, you're not able to work anymore because there's a a permanent loss of income or, you know, if you're getting sued, like all of these have an impact on your plan and making sure that you're prepared in a way to like, there's some ones that are catastrophic, which is a lot of like what we tend to look at are those catastrophic losses and then being able to prepare yourself for the other ones, or at least to be aware of them. Uh, but if you do have an instance like this could drain all of your savings, hopefully you have some, uh, maybe now having to go into debt, into more debt and nobody likes debt for in the first place. Most people we talk to hate it. Oftentimes, you know, their income doesn't really start back up again. Like let's say if you become permanently disabled, like we see a lot of times people will not be able to receive their income or go back to work the way they used to. And their entire plan that they were trying to accomplish, well, it either gets completely derailed or it has to change significantly from what they anticipated it to be. Well, and, so, and like some losses, just again, just like when I dropped my, my iPhone in the toilet, right? And it's now wet, like, and I've lost my iPhone. Like I got to go buy another <laughs> iPhone. Like maybe like, so a lot of people have insurance for that, but you know, you don't, you don't have to have insurance for that. Cause I mean, it's not going to set you back for years, right? Whereas a lawsuit or something that's, you know, that's going to be a whole lot greater of a loss can, can really set you back on, on your financial plan. Right. I've, now I've, I've never actually bought insurance on my phone, which really? I mean, some people do. Yeah. I, ha- I have it on. I think I pay like, a, like, I don't know, seven bucks, eight bucks for it a month. Yeah. I think they want 10 through my provider. And, uh, I don't know. Like I just, I mean, they, maybe they I should a, my next phone. Like, I mean, if it's 1500 bucks, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but the deductible is like 500. So it's like, you know, yeah, I know. It's so ridiculous. I, I don't even know. I mean, you pay, for, I pay for it because I want it, not because I need it. Right. Mm-hmm. Coming back to that, that same kind of concept of want versus need. So we find a lot of people have this overconfidence that their income is always going to come in. And that nothing bad or nothing negative is ever going to happen to where they'll see their income dip significantly or even completely go away. And a lot of the times, the reason why I say that, why a lot of people have this overconfidence is that they think, or if they did think that there was a possibility that it could go down or could go away someday, they would figure out a way to save a portion of their money. They would figure out a way to pay a little bit of money towards insurances. They would figure out a way to use some of the money that they're making to go to work for them in other areas so that they can deflect risk and also build 
build their own personal balance sheet so that one day they don't have to work. They can choose to work, right? That whole idea of the, the making my money work for me so that I'm not always working for my money. So the next episode, we are going to cover a different type of risk. That's investment risks. The risks that are losses that come with the timing of the market and when it doesn't line up with the timing of the events in your life. So real quick, take a screenshot of this podcast and post it on Facebook and make sure you hashtag SmarterVet and let all your friends know that you are a smarter vet. This is CJ Burnett. And I'm Tom Seco. Wishing you a lifetime of financial success. Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race-approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. CJ Burnett and Tom Seco are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, and financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. CJ Burnett's and Tom Seco's California licenses are 0K79676 and 0K80141, respectively. Security products and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, a registered broker-dealer, investment advisor, member of FINRA and the SIPC, and a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Florida Veneer Advisors is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. This podcast is for information purposes only guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Florida Veterinary Advisors, and opinions stated are their own. This material is intended for general use. By providing the content, Park Avenue Securities LLC and your financial representative are not undertaking to provide investment advice or make a recommendation for a specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. The individuals associated with Florida Veterinary Advisors do not maintain specialized licenses or qualifications for the financial services provided to veterinary professionals. Florida Veterinary Advisors is not registered in any state or with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. Submission number 2023-151236 expires February of 2025.